1: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Clapback Culture. I am your host, Jules Jesse with Converge Media, and I am so glad to be home. Um, you see, I am here by myself doing a solo tonight because Mike Davis is off. And that's OK, because y'all got me. And what more do you really need? Um, as y'all know, I was gone and on vacation last week and i really enjoy myself so if you guys have not been to cabo san lucas make sure to get out there you guys it's beautiful it's amazing um and it's actually very cost efficient you guys so let me know in the comment section if you guys have actually been to cabo really honestly one of the most beautiful places on earth, I absolutely loved it. If you guys follow me on Instagram or Facebook, make sure you guys go pull up and see some of the pictures, some of the content. More content is going to be rolling out. Um, we had a ball, we just had such a great time. Hello to all my fam in the comment section. Welcome back, John Jupiter. What's up, big O, Bria, Tracy? Glad to have you guys here. Listen, guys, I have a show for you tonight, but really, I wanted to focus on. Something that everybody has been talking about today that should not be news, but really is talking about these recent mass shootings. Right. We're going to talk a lot about um, the Texas shooting at Rob Elementary School, as well as the Buffalo shooting. Um, And and just really as a collective, there's really, I think, nothing more important than to use this platform tonight to continue those conversations. And I want to have an interactive conversation with you so we can determine what are some of the things that we need to do in order to really reform this country so that we don't have some of these predictable shootings. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about something else that's on the menu, you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I am a huge fan of TLC. And back in the day, if you guys remember, there was that show called 19 Kids and Counting. And it was about this whole Duggar family. Do you guys remember that? And it it was the mom and dad. They had a bunch of kids. Well, the oldest son, Josh Duggar, you guys just got convicted of um, child pornography charges and he is now being sentenced to 12 years, actually a little bit more than 12 years, you guys. Um, he has to register as a sex offender. He's gonna be on 20 years of supervised release. Um, he has to pay you know, a ton of fines, but he was arrested back in April of 2021 um, in Little Rock, where detectives say that they found child pornography files in his computer that he used for work. Um, they even allege that a lot of the downloaded content was from, um, you know, showing sexual abuse of children as young as toddlers. So this is. Actually, not too shocking when we think about Josh Duggar, because if you guys remember, they pulled the show from TLC after there were allegations that he had molested four of his sisters and a babysitter. Um, Subsequently, after that, TLC pulled the show, like I mentioned. But then Josh came out and admitted that not only had he molested his sisters and the babysitter, but that he had also cheated on his wife. And so this kind of falls into that and that he and he also mentioned that he had um a pornography addiction so they didn't say what type of pornography but now we know that it wasn't just the regular porn okay he wasn't on the porn hub he was in the deep trenches of the internet watching child abuse and now he's sent, sitting down and is gonna do uh you know 12 and a half years in prison and You know, unfortunately, unfortunately, he'll be getting the help that he needs. He'll be in some type of rehabilitation center um, in federal prison. Um, His parents came out and said that, you know, they hope that the inmates there help him, you know, serve his time there. He is a father of seven and his wife is standing beside him through all of this. Um, you know he was released on bail during this time and while the judge did not allow him to have unsupervised visits with his children she did allow him to be around his kids so and he's still with the same girls y'all if you guys remember this back in the day he's still with Anna and she's standing stand, stand by him I mean I guess they got seven kids together I mean where are you gonna go but let me tell you one thing baby If I am married to somebody who is a registered sex offender, who is creeping on kids, baby, (laughs) there will be no standing next to you. We're good. We are good. I don't care about none of that. But the Christian community is really coming out and having these uh, more thoughtful conversations around uh, sexual predators within their community and how. Uh, You know, some of the children who are being homeschooled within those smaller niche communities can come out safely and talk about that stuff. I mean, these guys were on air all the time. And to think that their brother was the predator in the house. So kudos to them for finally coming out and being able to speak up about that and bring some awareness to the community. But dang, Josh. I knew, I mean, it was giving weird vibes even back then, but I just I didn't expect that. Did you guys expect that? I mean, let me let me know if I'm the only one who was a, a real fan of uh 19 kids and counting. So I don't know. And 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 to be the oldest boy, it was given just a little bit too much, if you ask me. Um, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's got he's got a dozen years to do, so hopefully he will do the full time on his sentence. Um, We'll see y'all. I don't know. Um, Someone else who is still sitting down and doing their sentence, you guys is young thug. We brought this to you guys um, two weeks ago when we brought this up, young thug is a part of a huge Rico case coming out of Georgia. Um, And it's being alleged that he's uh, well, he's being charged with conspiracy to violate the racketeering to to violate the racketeer influence and corrupt organization. That's RICO, violating the RICO Act, alongside 26 other YSL affiliates. So YSL is a part of the organization that he is a part of. They're they're constituting that as a gang, which ultimately has turned into a business. And you guys, we knew they were going to do it but we saw it right here in court. Before we go to the clip, let me just tee you up, you guys. The prosecutors, you guys, are using his song lyrics against him and citing it as evidence in the case. Literally, line by line. Um, For those of you guys who are Thugger fans, please pull up the tracks. It's It's coming from these tracks. Anybody, write it down, take it to trial. Ski, which also features Gunner, who's also a part of the indictment, and Slatty. And Slatty is the main one that they're pulling from. So we got a clip of the prosecutor, prosecutor using his lyrics against him, which helped him be denied bail. Uh, so let's take a look at that and we'll come back and talk about it.
2: That uh, they have 10 hundred round choppers talking about weapons talking about messing with them, you're gonna die. Um, They have a, I I actually enjoyed this one. Uh, It was a video released on or about 12, 18, 20, where uh, they said, just screw it. Uh, Take it to trial. I believe they even have a choice word in that one for the judge.
1: You guys, the, the prosecution is defending their use of these lyrics, okay? They're using it in the courtroom because they believe that thugs words are preserving, protecting and enhancing the reputation, power and territory of the enterprise that is YSL. What the hell do you guys think about this? Honestly, like please drop it in these comments section right now, because for me, I think this is extremely unconstitutional, right? How is it that you're using my art, my artistic authority, my creative sound, my creative lyrics? I'm painting a picture about something that normally doesn't happen. Right. Like, let's consider that Thugga was a playwright and he was writing about. Maybe personal experiences, maybe not personal experiences. Maybe he's taking into account experiences that other people have given to him. Um, And he was a playwright and he created this play. And then all of a sudden he's roped up into this Rico case, this indictment, this 56 count indictment. How is it that we are using that kind of creative space to now work against that person? To me, it just doesn't seem fair. Um, The lyrics, I mean, as salacious as they are, you guys, I mean, they're pretty heavily cited in the indictment, Um, especially Slatty. um, Using the verse when he, he raps, I killed his man in front of his mama, like F lil bruh, sister and his cousin. I shoot out, kill him, not leaving a trace. Now, here's the thing, y'all. That doesn't mean that he did it. You know what I'm saying? It just means that he's rapping about something that could or could not have happened or could or could not have been true, right? Um, let's get into this comment section real fast. Okay, Harry Jefferson, you're loud and in, in charge this afternoon. Welcome to the show once again. Um Let's put up the comment right here, Cuddy. Ain't no way in hell they should be able to use lyrics to prosecute or deny bail. If this was the case, then every actor, writer, singer, rapper, or artist would be behind bars shaking my head, get out of here. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Chip, okay, what does Chip say? Chip says poetry should not be admissible in court. Facts, yes. Music, no. 100% agree with that. So, I mean maybe this needs to be a part of legislation, whether it needs to be national legislation or state by state. But I think we're in agreement here, you guys. I mean, and I'd like to hear somebody chime in who doesn't agree, right? Like, you know, okay. There's another one, Uh, Cudi tapped in, he says, they have an entire police sector just to monitor rappers' lyrics to link them to crimes, it's called hip hop police. And I'm thinking hip hop is an acronym. That's absolutely crazy. Um, So there's a few things with that, right? Cutting it, I'm glad you brought that up because when we talk about drill rap, which we talked about on the show once before, there's a lot of beefs going on in drill rap, right? And so it's a lot of clicks sending out messages to go out to another gang and police are using it to track and monitor the violence that's going on into the community now you have to catch somebody in the act you cannot use someone's lyrics right i mean if you listen to music nowadays i mean people are talking about everything right i mean they're talking about scamming they're talking about uh gold digging They're talking about shooting people, killing people, drinking too much, smoking too much, loving, stealing somebody's man, stealing somebody's wife. I mean, am I guilty or am I not? I mean, don't you have to commit the actual act in order to be proven, um, like to be charged, to be criminally charged for something? This man is looking at life, at least at minimum 20 years, right? And so, I just don't understand how our prosecutor is able to bring this up in court. Uh, Harry Jefferson, no, the hip hop police is real. They are a task force, pri- task force. Excuse me, primarily in place to follow and prosecute hip hop artists. They infiltrate clubs at the infiltrate groups at clubs, concerts, and gatherings. To me, this sounds a lot like, and I think Mike mentioned this on the show, Cohen Pro. I mean, how are we doing all of this investigation? just on hip hop artists. Like why are we not following and tracking down, you know, other uh, creatives in, in pop culture, right? There's, there's a lot of drug trafficking and other things that are going on over there. Sex trafficking, drug trafficking, you know, it could be all types of little conspiracies that we could, you know, figure out what's going on. But why target the hip hop community? Why are we targeting the hip hop community, you guys? Let's wait for you guys to chime in. But I think that's one of those things. I don't know. John Jupiter says you can't snitch on yourself, though. 100 percent. You can't. But allegedly this is. And in that clip, the prosecutor also is using um, thugger's lyrics about what he says about a judge and so obviously that did not sit well y'all and believe me he was denied bail for that stuff so it's not a game in these streets it's clearly giving you cannot be an artist I mean we have this conversation even about comedians right if I if I text maybe let's just say this let's just be regular people if I text a friend and say if it were me i slap the dog out of somebody. Even though I didn't do it and that person got the, the shit slapped out of him, you can't indict me for doing it. I didn't do it. Just because I said I would doesn't mean I did. Um, and so I think that is the premise of my argument is that you have to physically tangibly do something in order to be charged for it. And I think right now what we're seeing in our law and order system right now is that oftentimes we're we're being convicted, charged and, and thrown under the jail for things that aren't even that have, don't even need to be proven, right? So we'll see. I mean, I hope that the evidence in this case um has some more weight if they make <laughs> Leon, excuse me, maybe not the best example, but I mean, listen, I, I hope that if this has more weight, if there's more evidence in this case that's actually substantial and that they can convict. These criminals. Right. Air quotes in this case, then so be it. But I mean, you can't you can't pull up rap lyrics from 2016 and just, you know, apply all to any situation. I mean, that's that is a part of the rap culture is to communicate in that way. That's what people want to. They're, they're they're rapping to a target audience, okay? They're creating music for a target audience. They're making street music. That's what people in the streets wanna hear, okay? And sometimes you just wanna hear it in the gym, okay? To turn up. Maybe I do wanna hear, you know, I slap your mama and leave her without a trace. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just what you're into. <laughs> Listen, uh, and I agree, Leon, music is art. It's not real. Um, And we should not be using it in a real court of law. But that's what's happening, you guys. And we knew that it would happen and it's heavily being cited. So I hope you guys, even if you are not huge fans of Young Thug, that you do take an interest in this case to see if it is going to set a precedent because he is being um, Young Thug is being listed as the leader of the organization. So whatever should happen to him is gonna trickle in that downline of the other 26 uh, co-defendants. So we shall see, but it ain't looking good. And he will be sitting in a Fulton County jail for the foreseeable future. All right, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, I wanna talk to you guys about gun control, gun reform, and the recent mass shootings that have taken place. Stay tuned. When the pandemic hit, it did affect me. As a barber, I had my own personal reasons why I didn't get vaccinated. At the time, I didn't check the actual source. I thought the vaccine was developed too fast, but I was talking to a doctor and he was telling me more about the vaccine and what it could do to protect us and our family. I wanted to get back to that once was, right? I do feel safe knowing that I am vaccinated. I just hope what I'm saying is reaching into people's heads and know that this is the best decision for all of us. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Clap Back Culture. Thank you for tuning in with me on this Thursday evening. I'm your co-host, Jules Jesse. Mike Davis is not with us this evening, but I'm here holding it down on the ones and twos. I mean, who else needs it but me? Uh Uh-oh. Excuse me. Let me make sure I'm I'm still in the set. All right, we're good. Um So y'all, I mean, this is giving really one of those, those moments in America where we are just not surprised anymore, right? We're not surprised. We are considerably outraged, but we're talking about two mass shootings that happen back to back, right? We're talking about a mass shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York, where they were an 18-year-old gunman took an AR-15 assault rifle, the most popular assault rifle used in mass shootings here in America. It's, It's the most popular gun, it's the favorite murder weapon of all mass shootings in the United States. And he decides that when he turns 18, despite having cited mental health issues, that he wants to target black people while they're going to the grocery store. So we're not safe in grocery stores. We're not safe in our churches and we damn sure ain't safe in schools. And I and I, I, we have to have a longer conversation about this, you guys, because so quickly things in our media and our news cycle just move. And it's just like, we gave that a week. Buffalo is done. Ain't nobody talking about it. And we didn't even we haven't even buried these people yet. Not really. I think I think some of the funerals happened today. We should be so outraged. I mean, we watched an eight minute video of George Floyd being murdered by. A police officer and the world. Turned up politicians turned over, artists turned over, actors turned over, celebrities turned over, people poured money and infused capital into all of these movements to see radical reform, to see justice be served in this moment. But what's gonna happen when we look at these mass shootings Okay, now let's talk about some of these statistics, you guys, because I mean, you guys know what's going on. You guys know what happened at Robb Elementary School. But there was an article in NPR, you guys, and it cited that there were 27 school shootings just in 2022. It's May. It's May. We are five months into 2022. And if you want to say six months, because it's about to be July, I mean, June we 27 school shootings in 2022 we've had 212 mass shootings in general we got to have a we got to have a better conversation about what's happening why are we not outraged the same way we got to stop allowing the news cycle to determine what is important to us we should be stopping in our tracks. I want to run a clip really quick um, of, of, of Senator Murphy, and he asked the most important question, and that's, what are we doing? Let's play that and come back.
0: Mr. President, there are 14 kids dead in an elementary school in Texas right now. What are we doing? What are we doing? Just days after a shooter walked into a grocery store to gun down African American patrons, we have another Sandy Hook on our hands. What are we doing? There have been more mass shootings than days in the year. Our kids are living in fear every single time they set foot in a classroom because they think they're going to be next. What are we doing? Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing. What are we doing? Why are you here if not to solve a problem as existential as this?
1: And now the question has to sit on the people because we have elected people, the president, our senators, our governors. We are in the midterm election right now. And Governor Abbott's seat is up for grabs. And the state of Texas and the Republicans in Texas, you guys, I mean, God forbid they continue to sit around and and, and do their song and dance because their solution to the problem clearly doesn't work. I mean, Governor Abbott told you that him and Senator Cruz's solution was that they need to have more school resource officers with guns. Guess what? There were two... School police officers at Robb Elementary School that made contact, as per the words of Governor Abbott, that made contact with the 18-year-old shooter. It didn't stop him. He made it to the back of the school. They also tell you that we need to tackle mental health, this mental health crisis. Well, guess what? The Buffalo shooter was 18 years old, and it was highlighted that he did have mental health issues, but that it didn't make it to an illegal level, so there were no red flags. That's not the solution. We keep having this conversation about AR-15s, you guys. It's the number one and most popular murder weapon for murderers who want to commit mass shootings. It's the number one thing. Both of these shooters were 18 years old and you know what they wanted for their birthday? An AR-15 assault rifle. And you know what else they wanted? High capacity magazine clips. And so in the state of Texas and in many states like Texas, they want to protect the rights of 18 year old and older to be able to go out and get AR-15 assault rifles, not just to go and do and, and shoot deer, but so that they can commit mass shootings. They want to make sure that that is legal, that that is their legal freaking right to go do it. Now, that's not just going to solve the issue. if We just say, OK, we're just going to pull all the AR-15s, but we need to come up with a collective Solid issue. Where is the outrage and what are we doing? Republicans want to continue. And, and, and unfortunately, we, this is a political issue, right? Because this is how thing, this is how things are happening. These are how things are happening. Right. And a part of the political issue is that we need to ban high capacity magazines, at Rob Elementary School, the gunman went in there with 210 bullets. He has seven high capacity magazines, seven. He had 210 bullets to go to somebody's head. What are we doing? What are we doing at home? What are we doing when we're having our conversation with our kids? This is, this is, this is a child that had to go and live with his grandmother because him and his mother couldn't get along. He killed his grandmother. I mean, if we're not outraged at the fact that the boy killed his grandmother, let alone the fact that he killed 19 kids and two teachers, he killed his grandmother. I mean, at what point are we outraged enough to say, you know what? God damn it, there's nothing more important than figuring out how do we solve this issue? Gun violence is a major monumental number one issue right here in America. Mass shootings happen here. They happen here. So what is it that we have to do? Because I remember in 2020 when it was the perfect storm And everyone wanted to fall out of their seat because they saw a black man be killed by the police. And they finally said, you know what? God damn it, I'm tired of it. But you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of seeing headlines where 58 people were killed and 850 were injured. That's the Las Vegas shooting of the Route 91 festival in 2017. At Pulse nightclub in 2016, 49 people were killed and 50 were injured. At Virginia Tech, back in 2007, 32 people were killed and 23 were injured. At school, and a gunman just took off on campus. Sandy Hook, everyone keeps wanting to talk about Sandy Hook. That's 27 people that were dead and 90% of them were ages six to seven years old. Where is the outrage? First Baptist church in Texas, another mass shooting in Texas, 26 people dead and 22 injured. Not to mention we just have Walmart. We were just scared to go to Walmart. 23 people were dead in Walmart and 23 injured in El Paso, Texas, where gunmen targeted uh, immigrants. Because of the, of, of the political, the politicization that we see on TV, what are we doing? I got a clip from Coach Kerr that I want to play for you guys. Um, I really like that he used his platform uh, to discuss this. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is the coach of the Golden State Warriors. And I love this clip because... For somebody in his position, I feel like he finally decided to use his platform to say, I'm good about talking about the team. Let's talk about this. Let's play this and we'll come back.
2: I'm not gonna talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're gonna start the same way tonight. Um, Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, Since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last ten days, we had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse my I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years.
1: Thank you coach Kerr for saying it plainly. I mean, there's legislate legislation that's been sitting for years. We don't have 60 votes, y'all. We don't have the 60 that we need. Um there's been some news headlines talking about bulletproof backpacks. Um and there's it's it's not to say that these bulletproof backpacks would have saved anybody in the recent shootings. But the, the the mere fact that we're talking about sending our children to school with a bulletproof backpack means we need to have a larger conversation about something. Let's show the overlay really quick. Um, sales of the bulletproof backpacks spiked almost 300 percent following the school shooting in Texas. Um this week and in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio, yet none of the backpacks currently on the market would have stopped a single rifle round coming from those gunmen. The bulletproof backpacks themselves have an insert where students are um, can, you know, where students can basically like protect themselves. So there's a, me- a mechanism that um, can hold off around. I don't know, y'all. I mean, Is that what is that what we come to as far as solutions go? You know, I think Leon's comment about, you know, the perfect storm about everyone just kind of being fed up about being locked down and needing to blow off the steam was it was the perfect storm when George Floyd happened. And yet we still don't have any legislation that passed for that shit. And there's not enough outrage. And what happens is, is when the people stop pushing and the machine never breaks down. Who brought up the machine? Arlo. Arlo says, we have to stand up to the war machine. The same companies selling weapons to militaries around the world are among the ones pushing machine guns into our streets. And not even just machine guns, handguns. How about ghost guns? Because while we're also having a conversation about mass shootings, we also need to have a conversation about what the hell is happening on the block. There was a homicide on my street yet again this afternoon. We should not have to be in fear of going to the grocery store, of going to school, of going to church, of taking a jog to the gym, of whether or not I can hang out outside. We need to have these conversations at home with one another. How are we raising our kids? Why are we not holding each other accountable? 18 years old is a baby. We need to be stepping in. Where's our mentors? Y'all need to check in. I know I'm checking in. Check their phones, follow them on social media. All of this stuff been posted on social media. The boy didn't told you where he, I shot my grandmother. I'm on my way to go shoot up the school. We need to tap in. We need to tap in. The school shooting that recently happened where they were charging the parents. Tap in. Nobody's checking checking his book bag. The boy's talking about killing himself. We're, we're not connected. Harry Jefferson says we are now in fear of collectively in our own community without strong leadership in this country. We don't even know our neighbors. We don't even know our neighbors. It used to be a time where we would go and hang out at the neighbor's house where the neighbor could have some say so about what you were and were not doing. You can't even check anybody's kids anymore. The authority amongst kids is gone. We need to bring back some of these old ways. There's too much saturation on on the Internet, on the TV and daily conversation that's toxic, that's flooding into the minds of these young people. And they're making these crazy decisions. We need to tap in. We need our parents. We need our churches. We need our communities. We need to stand together and we need to lead our kids out of this toxic behavior. There's a lot going on. Now that's not gonna catch everything, right? It's not gonna catch everything. But I mean, is, is that that's a part of the solution right there. Because if you can stop it in your household, if everyone could just stop it in their own household, that's gonna stop something else. And it may not be a mass shooter, but it could be somebody who shoots another kid or who makes the decision that they want to stab somebody at school because that's happening too. Violence is ripping rampant. I mean, we're, we're watching young thug right now doing a RICO charge. He's about to go do 20 years. You think there's not going to be some retaliation that comes after that? <laughs> like, let us not be stupid. It doesn't end here. This is just the beginning. This is the most predictable thing on TV right now. Rob Elementary School is not new. And it's gonna happen again and again and again and again. And are we gonna sit here again and be shocked? How many tears can we cry How many moments of silence can we have? How many times can we sit back and talk about this shit on a podcast until we finally do something? I don't know. It's a lot going on. And and I don't think there's one solution. I think we need to offer some type of wraparound service. Right. It is talking about mental health. It is talking about positive parenting. It is talking about taking guns off the street. It is talking about, um, you know, background increasing background checks. It is talking about banning high capacity magazines. It is talking about banning AR 15 assault rifles. It's all of that. It's all of that collectively. Cause guess what? We don't need to bury another 19 kids, two teachers, and a grandmother. We don't need to bury another 10 black people in the ground ages 20 to 86, we buried multiple grandmothers. It's a number of solutions, just like John Jupiter said, and we need to do all of them. When when it comes to cleaning house y'all, that's how we clean house. We need to do it collectively. There's so many things that need to happen. And if we don't do everything, right? Because what happens is we do one thing and it doesn't solve the root of the problem. When you don't get the root, it grows back. (sighs) Harry Jefferson says, you took the words out of my mouth, Jules. Sadly enough, these mass shootings bear clones. And sadly enough, another mass shooting will happen very soon. Maybe never before, maybe not before the next show. Maybe never before your next show. Yeah, I mean, let's hope not. But I mean, we talked about Buffalo for the last two weeks and now we're we're still talking about it. Oh my God, John Jupiter, I forgot all about that. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but today it has been reported that one of the teachers who was murdered in the the Robb Elementary School shooting, the husband passed away today from a heart attack. That is so heartbreaking. And to me, it just speaks to that it's such a true thing that you can die from a broken heart. He couldn't, and he was um, he was married to his wife for 24 years. That's a casualty in all of this too, right? I mean, now we have 19 children, two teachers, one grandmother, one husband. People's lives are gone we have to do something and we need to figure out what that looks like so as you guys go to your voting polls this this month right for us here in dc it's june 21st all my dc watchers please read up on your candidates read up do your research know who you are know who your elected officials are and know how to get in contact with them and don't just stop after they make it okay um, do the work. I tell people all the time, it's it's hard being a um a, a constituent. <laughs> there's a lot of work to put in, but there's real people who advocate all the time to the office when they want to see legislation passed. Guess what? They galvanize. And Mama Harriet, I think you you can testify to this. Back in the day, more people would galvanize much more than they do now, but there's still groups now, okay go find your people when you're passionate about something we need to all come collectively and be passionate about this because that's how change happens so please trust and believe that it's so extremely important to be involved in your local elections please don't just wait to vote for president and that almost doesn't matter not as much as your local election okay you got to make sure that you do everything collectively. Right. It's not just in the hands of the politician. Right. It's about everything that happens thereafter. Get the right politicians in place to build that legislation, team up and, and infuse capital into, the, into those grassroots organizations that can really push to advocate for the things that you want to see and push programming into the in places that you want to see programming go into. Be a part of your local budget conversation. Where does programming need to happen to get to young people to keep them out of these inroads? Right. It needs to be conversations that happen with your friends and family. How are you? How are you guys having a conversation about this in your own environments? We got cookouts coming out this weekend. Are we going to be talking about this at the cookout? Is it going to be an important topic of conversation at the cookout this weekend? It should be. It should be. And we should be having conversations with our kids, especially our teenagers who are super vulnerable um, to a lot of these attacks who are, you know, who are really going through a lot of this. We need to be having conversations with them. Guess what? Stop that bullying shit in school let's have a conversation about that too. So there's a lot of things that need to happen and it's not just one solution. Find out what it is that you can do to impact, to save a life. You guys, that's all I'm going to say. So that's our show tonight. I love, love, love that you guys tuned in with me. Um, I think I'll just go through and read a few more comments before we end our show. So if there's any final words that you guys want to get on the record, drop those in right now, you guys, but I'm going to get off the soapbox. I said all that I needed to say, and I'm going to leave you with those marching orders in that take the time to do what you feel that you can do to invest into this situation so that we don't have more mass shootings. All right, y'all. Well, I'm your host, Jules Jesse of Converge Media. When I am not here on this show, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J U L E S. You know what it is. And until next week, make sure you guys, man, pull up, follow me, hang out. Let me know what you guys want to talk about for next week. God forbid it's another mass shooting, but if there is, we'll be here to talk about it. All right, y'all. See you next week. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And until then, peace.